Firm Foundation is an outreach of the Primitive Baptist Churches of DeKalb County. Mount View Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Shiny Rock community on Old Blue Springs Road each Sunday morning at 10.30. Your speaker today is Elder Ricky Arnold, pastor at the Mount View Church. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? 
And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Now, Jesus asked his disciples, and we know, I know I've preached on this subject before I got a, a ho- hopefully a different thought that I want to convey. Whom do men, who does the world say that I am? Some say this, some say that. Whom do ye say that I am? Whom do you say I am? Thou art, Peter answers, says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answers, says, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee. That the Spirit of God is what has revealed this unto Peter, this great truth. And he says, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, what rock? Jesus Christ himself and the revelation that he is who he said he is. And upon that foundational truth, Jesus says, upon this rock will I build my church. Who's Who's the builder of the church? The Lord is. It's not in the hands of man. It tells us flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee. In Hebrews... Hebrews chapter 8. It's not my place to teach someone to become a child of God. Let's understand that. Flesh and blood doesn't reveal. Here's the foundational truth. Listen at Hebrews chapter 8, beginning at verse 10. It says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind I and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. The old law service has vanished away, and there's a new covenant. And what's that covenant? You You don't teach a man and every man his neighbor saying, Know the Lord. Jesus said that I will write my laws in their heart and print them in their mind, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Brother Paul was talking about the, the, the 90 and 9, and the one went out uh, went astray. That's an illustration of the church here in this world. God's not going to lose any of His sheep, but many times those sheep stray away and get where they don't belong. But bless your heart, dear children. Let's let's uphold the truth that God, that the church is built on the foundational truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified and Him revealed through the Holy Spirit. 
The, Jesus Christ is the builder of the church. Now, there are things that He does that He builds on what is already done and what He's doing now and what He will yet do. With that thought, let's go to the 8th chapter of the book of Romans. And we know this passage of Scripture. It says, For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, then He also called, and whom He called, then He also justified, and whom He justified, then He also glorified. What has He already done? Well, dear children, He foreknew, God foreknew and predetermined to save a people. Now that doesn't mean people look at that, well, I don't believe in predestination. Well, you don't believe what the Bible said. It just, I just read it right out of the Bible. Now what does that mean? It doesn't mean that every hour of every day was predetermined by God. It does not mean that God predetermined anybody to go to torment. It does mean that God decided before He ever made this world, He's going to save people. Now, He's building the truth, the church, on this foundational principle that He saves them, He redeems them. What does 1 Peter tell us? We went over that not been too many days ago. In 1 Peter chapter 1, it says, For as much as ye know, ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Dear children, we are redeemed. The price for our redemption was, was the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what Brother Paul was talking about. God the Father looked down through time and saw what Jesus Christ would do and said, I saw the travail of his soul. The travail means labor. I saw what my son would do, and that will redeem my people. That will pay for their sins. Let's build on that. That's what he's already done. Now, what's he doing now? In this same verse, it says, More whom he did predestinate, them he also called. That is an effectual call when he calls to the heart of a dead alien sinner and gives him life. What did John? Uh, what does it say in the Gospel of John? Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and said, "Good Master, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. No man could do what you do." What did Jesus tell him? Jesus, Jesus told him plainly, "Except you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God." Unless. Peter had been born again and had the revelation of Jesus Christ. He would have known that he was Christ, the Son of the living God. Dear children, here's the foundational truth. Jesus says to Nicodemus, he's not telling Nicodemus to go be born. He's telling Nicodemus, you have to be born or you couldn't see this. Dear children, and we have to understand God's work comes first. And he tells us in that same passage where he talks to Nicodemus, the wind blows where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, and canst not tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth, so is everyone. Now, that's no wiggle room. Jesus said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Everyone that's born again is born exactly the same way. How? By the revealing power of the Holy Spirit to God. That's how Peter knew that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. It had been revealed to him by God the Holy Spirit. 
Now, how did Nicodemus know that Jesus was a good master come from God? Because God showed it to him. And dear children, here's a foundational principle. That we've already looked at what God, what Jesus Christ has done. That's our eternal salvation. That's our redemption. What's He doing for us now? He's giving us a effectual call. Called to life. Now, in 2 Timothy... 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Let's read verse 8 so you get the framework in the context. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. That's how verse 8 ends. It's according to the power of God. What's according to the power of God? Who has saved us? Verse 9. Well, who has saved us? God according to His own power. Not according to our works, but according to His own power. Listen to what He says. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. When God calls to the heart of a sinner, it's going to make Him different. Now, when, now there is an effectual call that only God can give, and there's a gospel call that the preacher gives. But understand, dear children... Not, there's not anybody walking the face of this earth that will answer the gospel call before he's had an effectual call. God's got to work first. This is God's work in building the church. So he has called with a holy calling and written his laws in our heart and printed them in our mind and give us spiritual life. This is in the process of building the church kingdom here on this earth. Now will everybody that he borns again be a part of the church? No. No, they won't. Some of them will wander out on the hillside be astray. But God's not going to lose them eternally. But dear children, let's understand. What will He do? It tells us in, the, in, in, in uh, Romans there. It says, More of whom He did predestinate, them He also called, and them He called, He also justified. How did He justify us? Through His redeeming blood. And it says, He, them He justified, will He also be glorified. What does that mean? That's what God will yet do. In 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51, here's what God's going to do for us. Now, these are, these are truths that the church needs to hang on to. And it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to uh, pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Dear children, Every child of God is going to be taken home to heaven someday. That's what we've just looked at what Jesus has done, what He's doing now, and what He will do. Now here are foundational principles that we're going to continue to build on. And this is His church. Let's understand that how does the church... What's going to build Mount View Church? Let's go to Psalms chapter 127. Except the Lord build a house... They labor in vain. This is Psalms 127, verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Who's, who's, who builds except the Lord build the house? Unless the Lord's in the arrangements, 
It doesn't make any difference if you're a congregation of eight or 8,000 and the Lord's in the rangers, you're not going to build. You're not going to build His house. Dear children, let's understand, the Lord has to build the house and we need to be looking to Him and staying on the foundational principles of what Jesus said. Now, in building a house, there's, there's, several, there's several ways. Now, I think you could take a, one man could build an entire house. My cousin Charles sitting there, I believe he could start from the ground up and build a house. He's done it. But you have men that oversee the building of a house. Eternally speaking, God has done all the work. Eternally speaking, but in time he has set here what we're to do in his house. That now, what does that mean? That it tells us plainly, while we were over there in Second Timothy a few minutes ago, it tells us plainly that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is a perfect thoroughly furniture to the man of God. What is the church supposed to be? Well, it's supposed to be what this Word says it's supposed to be. Not what man's ideas is. Not what man adds to it. Not what man takes away from it. Here's, a, here's one thing that you will find in most every article of faith or in the covenant of every primitive Baptist church that I know of that the, word, that the Scriptures of the Old and New Testament are our only rule of faith and practice. In other words, what we believe and what we do within these walls have to be based on what God's Word says. We're going to build the church. Who's going to build the church? Jesus has to build the church. If it's not done His... If we try to deviate from His plan, we may build something, but it won't be the church. Dear children, let's understand that. This is not my church. This is not Brother Paul's church. If we're what we're supposed to be, this is the Lord's house. This is the Lord's church. And we're to be looking to Him for what it says we are to do. He's the one has got to build the house. Now, understand that if Scripture is given to us, that we're born again, what do we do? How do we, here's how we enter into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ here on this earth in Acts chapter 2. And let's begin reading at verse 37. Now, Jesus has died. Jesus has risen again. And He's gone back to glory. The book of Acts opens and they've watched Him go up into heaven. They've assembled. And now it's Pentecost. And old Peter's the one that's going to do the preaching. That's right, the one that denied he even knew who the Lord was. The Lord didn't throw him away. He went and found him, just like that stray sheep. He talked to him and told him, said, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? The Lord wasn't through with Peter. He had to go get him, but he wasn't through with him. Now let's understand something. Peter's preached to these people in verse 37 of the uh, Acts chapter 2. It says, Now when they heard this... They heard what Peter preached. Unless God had moved in their heart. Let's, let's read here. It's now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Unless God had operated in their heart, and it tells us in Romans chapter 2, they're not a Jew which is one outwardly, but one inwardly with the circumcision of the heart. God's already operated in these people's heart and given them life. You can't prick a stone. Now it says... Now when they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. 
Now, dear children, it tells us plainly here that we are to be baptized. What is that? Is that how we get to heaven? No. That's how we enter into the church kingdom here on this earth. To be a part of the Lord's church, you're going to profess to the world, I'm a sinner saved by grace, and I'm portraying in the water the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what we proclaim. And dear children, that's the entrance into the church kingdom here on this earth. Now understand, this is how we get into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and be a part of that body. It's not what makes us a child of God. There are plenty of God's children that won't ever be in this church or anybody's church. And what have they missed? I think the Lord brings things to your mind when you need them. And I've, I've, I've sat right out there and listened to Brother Avery say, you go home with me and my wife will cook a big breakfast. We'll make ham and, and, and eggs and gravy and biscuit and I'll make a pot of coffee and I'll go in and eat and you stand in the door and smell and we'll see who gets the most out of it. Dear children, you want the most out of what the kingdom of God offers, be a part of it. And the way the first step of being a part of it is to repent. First step in repentance, you're convicted. Yeah, I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. I know I violated what God said. I know I've done the wrong thing. And I confess it. And the only hope I've got of going to heaven is that I recognize that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He's the Savior of sinners just like me. And then you can be baptized. Will that wash away your sins? No, I'm going to tell you folks. I put somebody in the water here. We fill the baptistry up. And I can hold you under till you shrivel up like a prune. And it's not going to wash off any of your sins. Dear children, the fact of the matter is we're portraying how your sins were washed by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We're portraying the death and the burial. You go under a watery grave and then you come out to, re- to walk in newness of life in, in harmony with God's Word. It says, telling the world that, yeah, I'm a sinner. But I'm a sinner saved by grace. And it's God that took care of my sins. This is the entrance into the church. You want another example of that? Quickly, let's go over into Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 is Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, you want to picture how the Lord works? And the angel of the Lord, in verse 26 of the 8th chapter of the book of Acts, it says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had, been, who had the charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Now let's understand. Here's a man that's already worshiping God. That gives you evidence God's already been in his heart, Brother Paul. Then he sends the preacher to him. Now, what you come down here, and Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand us what thou readest. And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired that Philip would come up and sit with him. And the place of the Scriptures which he read was, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. He was like a lamb dumb before his ears. He opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken from him. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Now, and the eunuch answered and said unto Philip, 
and said, I pray thee, whom speaketh the prophet, this of himself or some other man? He's reading from just exactly where Brother Paul took you to this morning, the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. Speaking of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, prophesied hundreds of years before he came. And Philip, and he says, and then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scriptures and preached unto him Jesus. That's all I'm preaching to you this morning is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If this church is going to be built, if there's any church that's going to be built, it's got to be Jesus that's going to do the building. And dear children, if we're going to build in this church, it's going to have to be in accord with what God's Word says, not what man thinks about it. Dear children, and as they went on their way, they came to a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you have to be a theologian that know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation? No. This eunuch knew one thing. He believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. How did he know that? Because the same way Peter knew it, just where we started. The Lord revealed it to him. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus Christ died and paid for your sins? All of them. I say, preacher, you don't know how many sins I've got. I don't know. But I know the Lord does. He knew when He hung on the cross of Calvary. He knew all the sins of Ricky Arnold. He knew all the sins of every one of His people. Brother Paul has already said that. Our iniquities, our sins was on His shoulders. God said somebody got to pay the penalty and Jesus said, I'll go pay the penalty. And that's how we're set free. That's, what, that's, the, that's the foundational principles that the church is built on is salvation by the sovereign grace of God that to whom God will reveal this marvelous truth to that's God's work. And He's building His church here on this earth one sinner at a time. Philip said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And He commanded the chariot to stand still and they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and baptized him. What kind of water you got to have for baptism? Big enough for the preacher and the candidate to get in. And you can bury him in the water and bring him out. Now there's different gifts in the church and we'll take that up another time. But dear children, it's the Lord that builds the church. And it tells us in where we were at a few minutes ago that in the second chapter of Acts, listen to what, the rest of what it said. I need to finish that. When he, Peter said, Repent and be baptized for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Has the Lord called to your heart this morning? If He has, that's an evidence. You're a child of God. You're not about to be a child. You already are. That's the Lord's work. What ought we to do? We're to take up our cross and follow Him. We ought to do what He says. And we're going to build the church. And I hope the Lord will bless me to continue with this subject in days to come. The Lord's church, He's the one has got to build it. Unless the Lord builds, we labor in vain. But dear children, there's a great truth, there's a marvelous truth that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. 
We've talked about what He has already done for us. He's redeemed us. What's He doing now? He's calling. He's calling to the heart of every sinner. If you see yourself as a sinner in need of a Savior, i got good news this morning. You're not about to become a child of God. You're not about to get saved. You already are. You're saved eternally. Now what did Peter say? Save yourself from this untoward generation. In other words, you're not going to walk like the world walks. You're going to work, walk like the Lord says walk. And you're going to follow Him. And the first step to follow Him is baptism. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening. You may write to the Firm Foundation in care of Ricky Arnold, 328 R. Arnold Road, Smithville, Tennessee, 37166. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you is my prayer.